Welcome back. Okay, so it is now time for our Cano with God section. I was just thinking, again, going back to uh, how saying some of these stories are quite hectic and then just thinking about our interview we just had. That story with Daniel, Mm -hmm. I just imagine he would have been pretty stressed. Yeah. You know? His whole life from the time he was, let's say, a late teenager, he'd been in a foreign place, he's learned a foreign language, Mm -hmm. he was asked to worship foreign gods, Mm -hmm. and yet he was still like... I've got to take this to God in prayer, mm. you know. And it just reminds me of that verse in Philippians where it says, you know, be anxious for nothing. As a human, that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think with that verse especially, it's Jesus encourages us because I guess no matter what happens, it's having that overall knowledge that he is in control, mm. which absolutely what you said. It's hard to do. Mm. <laughs> and I think not only that he's in control, or this is my life, but that he genuinely cares. Mm, come on. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, God knows what's up. But it's that step further of, no, no, and this matters to him. Yeah. Because his heart is for us. Yeah. And I think knowing that, not just not just in our heads, but like in our being, we're like, yeah. Knowing that within our being. Yeah, right? Like um, Jennifer was just saying, yeah. like, our cells have memory. Yeah. And so, like, I guess the more we, what, the more we speak and say, talk about what has happened to us, stories, whatever it may be, mm. the more we believe it, the more it just becomes who we are. And it's it just it, uh, <laughs> who we are. Like, you know, uh, that, that. I'm yeah, just we're still connecting thinking. the dots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look at God. <laughs> oh, isn't he good? No, but like legit, right? And I think there's that other verse, you know, we, well, I don't know about you, but I've often heard quoted, you know, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Da, da, da. And we often go, oh, yeah, yeah, just that's with my life. I don't know from like some of the stuff that Jennifer was sharing in our interview just before about how if trauma can get into, you know, ourselves, as mm-hmm. you just said, and into our bodies in that capacity, mm-hmm. then why couldn't healing be also? Come on, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. If we've been redeemed, what does it look like for us to live redeemed with our whole mm, selves? Mm-hmm. Jesus is still working on me with that one. Like, <laughs> and me too. I don't know yeah. yet, but like, <laughs> uh, but yeah. If you missed the interview, you can catch that on the podcast um, on the Faith FM app. I believe um, you can listen to it whenever, wherever. Well, obviously not future things that we haven't done. You can't do that. <laughs> if you can, you're, I don't know, something else. <laughs> But it's also on the website, so check that out. Okay, let's um let's get into the Bible study. Should you would you be willing to say a prayer for us, Renee? Yeah, let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, as we get into this word of study, I pray that your Holy Spirit will be with us um, and that we'll be able to learn and just connect with you and with those who are listening. We thank you so much for all that you do in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So as um, if you guys are regular listeners, you may know. And for those of you who aren't, this is a 20 million movement Bible study. Basically, all around the world, there are a whole bunch of people looking at the same thing. So this morning, you can join us as we also go through it. Uh, we've been looking this past little while at education and a whole bunch of different topics in that. Mm-hmm. This week, we're looking at education specifically in the arts and sciences. Yeah. Yesterday we talked about beauty. We did. <laughs> the beauty of holiness. We both did. I think we concluded that it was still a little bit elusive, yes. that idea. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Yeah. Still important. Um, oh, something on my computer is just gone for gold. Okay. So today I want us to open up to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. This is one of those books. I don't know. Maybe you guys are better at it than me. 
it kind of gets to that point that after you get past Philippians, you, it, it's just all the small books. <laughs> and so I kind of like, oh, I'll just work back from Revelation, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, do you have it there? So, yes, First Timothy so, chapter, chapter six. 6, verses 9 and 10. Verses 9 and 10. So it says in my version, I'm reading from the NLT, um, but people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plague them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Hmm. So what are these pursuits that Paul warns against? Like we're giving pretty clear instructions that there are some things that we should avoid. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's for people who long to be rich. Mm. They are trapped by foolish and harmful desires. Um, it's the love of money, craving money. Um, it's quite an ominous verse. Oh, yeah. Mm. We're going to jump over to verse 20. Mm-hmm. Okay, so verse 20 says, Timothy, guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. Hmm. Verse 21 says, by professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. Why is it that uh, the teaching that we call knowledge Sorry, I'm just having to read. So falsely called knowledge. How is it that by professing this, some have left their faith? What is it about some knowledge that causes people to leave? Hmm. So we're looking at education, right? And, you know, this week specifically arts and sciences. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Renee, but I had a good friend when I was in – oh, well, we're still friends, but when I was in high school I probably saw her more. And we started having a discussion one day. It had been a few years. We'd both left high school. She had – Um, moved and come back and we were catching up and Mm. I remember going to her baptism oh maybe I was like 16 or 17 and she was just so you know fire in her belly I love Jesus I want to share Jesus yeah and then you know kind of life happens as I said I didn't see her for a little while and we went for this bush walk and she just got talking and she was just started sharing how she just thought um, Christianity was so ignorant and narrow-minded mm. in in our educational view of things. And so specifically for science, as in like like biology or, you know, whatever sort of science mm. you want to um, explain that as. And she was just saying, oh, it doesn't make sense. No one gives actual answers except, oh, well, God created the world and that's it. And so, you know, she kind of gone down different streams of thought about, you know, whether it was evolution or, or various, various things. And it was kind of interesting for me to listen to because I look at the natural world and I see so much of God's hand and heart Mm. in it. Whereas she had looked at the natural world and gone, Christianity can't offer me an explanation for this. Mm. And just when I read this verse, you know, I'm not here to criticize or condemn anyone, but I didn't, I noticed that the things that she started to go, now this is true knowledge here. Led her away from like the creator of all Mm. this. Yeah. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Like what what have you seen? Have you ever seen this played out? Yeah. Yeah, and it I kind of my heart is kind of sad when I mm. um I would have to say I have uh, quite a few friends or, or people I know who really this this might be controversial. <laughs> Go for oh, it. Oops. Banging around here in the <laughs> Absolutely. <office. laughs> um but when it comes to yeah, I think similar things with um 
in today's society, um, I guess in the past, especially with Christianity, and I think just common thought is that God had authority overall and what, what God says goes, right? Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, as we progress, often humans take what God says and min- misinterpret it or mm. they, they abuse their power and say, God said this, so you must. <laughs> and it's like, no, yeah. God didn't say that. Let's not twist his words. And I think um, – yeah. So these days people need to know, okay, yeah, God said that, but why did he say that? And mm. they try and they go into this whole thing. And I think uh, I've, I've known people who go into the whole, like, get into conspiracy theories and kind of, and the thing with that. And I think the thing, the thing with conspiracy theories is like, you know, sometimes they offer some sort of security, some sort of, to people who feel like stressed about the future. I think it's a lot of people are scared of, of what's happening and, and, mm. um, you know, they can't really trust what the Bible says because they're, they're just unsure, I guess. So I guess there's a lot to say. I didn't, you know. No, no, but I think those are some really valid points, right? And that goes into actually our prize for the day mm. is can we still believe the Bible? Yeah. Right? Because it is that question of can we trust it? How can we know that we yeah. can trust it? Yeah. And because it's God does ask us to use our minds. Yeah. As you said, it's not, hey, you will do what I say because I say it. Yes. There's an element of obedience. Yes. Yes. But there's also a faith that comes through just the trusting relationship. Yeah. That's not the checklist, mm. you know, mm. which can be easy for us to do. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, in our, in our yeah. Christian setting, sometimes mm-hmm. I've seen where we can really fall into that space of do this, do that, know this, know that. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Okie dokie. So on that note, we do know that knowledge is an important thing yeah. though, right? As we said, you know, God has given us minds to use. So we're going to look at a couple of verses that speak a little bit about this. Um, we're going to go to Proverbs 18, verse 15. There's actually a whole bunch of Bible verses scattered all throughout the Bible that talk about um, knowledge and wisdom and understanding and discernment. And they, they are different things, but just for the sake of today's study, <laughs> we're, going to <laughs> we're going to go ahead and kind of lump them all together slightly. So what did I say? Proverbs 18. Yes. Oh, look at you. <laughs> I do not know the I forgot the verse. That's okay. 18 verse 15. Okay. And it says, intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. Mm. So the question is, is it a bad thing to be seeking for knowledge? Absolutely not. Mm. I think your posture in life should always be that of a student. Yeah. I think the moment that you take on that, oh, I, I know everything, is the moment you you fail because you it's the pride. Your pride mm. will destroy you. Yeah. And so seeking for knowledge is always a good thing. Oh, let me, let me be careful. <laughs> seeking for knowledge uh-huh. is a good thing. Seeking for knowledge that God has given us is even better, I think. Mm. Um, but I will say there is a lot of knowledge out there that, is a lie. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of lies out there that um, that are just not true. Um, so, so yeah, answer your, to your question, absolutely. I think seeking for knowledge is a good thing. Um, How can we know when we're on the right track? Mm. Okay, that's a good one. <sighs> I think, uh, but other than just saying prayer and, and studying the Bible, I... I'm kind of uh, stuck on that one. I don't know, Minnie. What are you? I um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It sounds really probably like a Christian cliche thing to say, but I concur with you. Yeah. Okay. I, I, <laughs> okay. I was like, like affirmed. affirmed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, actually, let's uh, yeah, we're in private. Let's go over to Daniel. Let's go over to Daniel chapter. 
chapter one, I want to say. Um, and then I'll just expand my thought and your thought. Um, you know, when you're looking, the moment I'm starting to look for a verse, the moment is my fingers are like, this verse is just gone. It's, it's gone. just not in my Bible. <laughs> I can't even find it. Can I just say, though, like, I think I doubted my answer, but I think sometimes the simplest answers yeah. are, are the answers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was overthinking it. I was like, oh, I'm not sure. I think you want something more no, elaborate. No. No. <laughs> well, I think you're right, though. Like, sometimes we want the, something deeper than it has to be. Yeah. You can go deep with it, yeah. but yeah. So we're going to go to Daniel chapter 1 verse – oh, no, that's not the verse I thought it was. Let me have a quick look. Okay, so Daniel chapter 1 verse 17. And maybe – do you just want to summarize who is in this story in this chapter? Yeah. So the story in Daniel chapter 1, we have um, – oh, who do we have? We have Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. who is the king of Babylon. Yep. And Daniel basically is serving him and Daniel and his friends who were taken into captivity from Jerusalem and yeah. taken all the way to Babylon. And here we start. Yeah, that's where Daniel chapter one starts, I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's kind of where I was going to go on from. So these men, as we've said earlier, they were not from Babylon. They're no. foreigners in this place. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you guys may know this story where they're going to be the king's servants and they're given all this stuff. They're given food. Mm. The boys say, hey, actually, some of this food we can't eat. Yeah. The king's servants is like, no, if you look weak, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, you know. Yeah. And this is the king's food. Exactly. You're this is the king's, this king's food. By the way, another epic story. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. So epic stories in the Bible. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so they say, no, okay, test us. For 10 days we'll only eat and drink this um, and then just see. Get to that end of the time and the king's people are kind of like, whoa, mm. you guys look amazing. Yeah. Okay, we'll allow it. Yeah. So in verse 17, so Daniel chapter 1 verse 17, do you want to read this for us? Mm-hmm. So Daniel chapter 1 verse 17, it says, God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. And God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. Mm. So we may not all be understanding visions and dreams, but who gives this knowledge and skill? Oh, God. Right? Yeah. So I think in my head, this connects back to what we were saying. I was like, man, if we... If we're studying the Bible and praying, it's not about going, my knowledge is only knowing what's in the Bible. Mm. There's something about spending time with the God who knows everything Yeah, that he gives us wisdom, yeah. right, when we're seeking. Mm. Does that make sense? Which, it makes complete sense, especially taking into account that God is the creator. Yeah. So from all things, God it comes, from all knowledge then comes from God, right? Mm. If you take God out of the, equa- out of the equation, then... I don't know what, where you're getting. I, I see a lot of confusion, a lot of uncertainty, but coming Absolutely. in from knowing that God is the creator and from him all knowledge comes, you know, yeah, that, that would be, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Let's, um, let's jump over to Colossians chapter 2. Sorry, we are going to jump around a little bit this morning, but that's okay. The mm. Bible is full of fantastic facts. Not facts. That's the wrong word to use. Just just good good things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to go to Colossians chapter 2, I think. Let me just make sure I've got the right verse here. Oh, that's not what I thought it said, but that's okay. 
Yes, no, it is, it is. Okay, I'll be honest, that was a bit of a struggle for me. But Colossians chapter 2. 2 verse 8. Okay. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world, rather than from Christ. So here we have again, we have knowledge and philosophy. that we that, that, There's one from the world and one from Christ. It's been a long for a. It's been around for a long time. Oof, yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I find it interesting. In my version, it says, uh, "Lest anyone cheat you through philosophy, mm. according to the traditions of men." I um. Little side note. I I love philosophy. Ooh. Like okay. I'm just my brain just automatically thinks more, and you know the kind of art philosophy, history, those sort of sides, yeah. then, um, you know, your maths and science yeah. and my, they just, I'll just go there, yeah. you know, just yeah. easily. But I think the Bible really makes clear there's a danger to that, not as in it's wrong to go thinking about things or, you know, as we've said, the pursuit of knowledge isn't inherently bad, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes why we go there like, is it knowledge for knowledge's sake? Mm. And what is the knowledge that we're discovering? Mm. And what does that change of who we are and our interactions with each other? Mm-hmm. I find, um, yeah, I've had some experiences this year, just conversations with people, conversations I've been listening to, you know, whether that's like an interviewer or something. And there's a lot of ideology that gets thrown around. Um, and I'm I'm just starting to really see that it has this very destructive nature, mm. you know. No, this way of thinking is correct. And if you don't think this, like, you're a bit of an idiot, aren't you? Is that is that what you're talking about when you say it has a destructive nature? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. It's the way that we now communicate and talk yeah. to each other. That's it like- has this real divisive mm. us and them, ah, you against me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that's exactly what this verse is saying. Yeah. What I do know is that God is a God of freedom, yeah. of healing, of t- true peace, truth, you know, yeah. and yeah. truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and this is what I love. And I, you know what? I think we are right. Bible study and prayer. Yeah. Spending time Because Jesus himself says, right, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. That means truth and knowledge is not just fact. That's a person. Yeah. So there has to be relationship there. Do you know what I mean? Like wow. how can I give you truth and not give you Jesus? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really the whole truth? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, okay, that's in my head. It sounded different. <laughs> no, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's Jesus is is the is it's basically the center, of the, yeah. the, the core of, of our gospel. I, and like you said, it says, what does it say in this verse? Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies mm. and high sounding nonsense. Yeah. Like the high sounding nonsense <laughs> and empty philosophy will do you no good. Uh, uh. It will do you. It's empty. It's it's it's. It promises one thing, but really it's just, it's a lie. <laughs> and so. Absolutely. Oh, mm. this is something on my screen that's come up. Knowledge is what got Adam and Eve into trouble. Mm. Hey. False knowledge. Ooh, yeah. It was, a, it was, yeah. Yeah. That was one by one of our listeners. That's a good point. Thank you. Thank, yeah. That's a bit of a heavy point, isn't it? It was that desire to, oh, yeah, we want to, yeah, we want to know the difference between good and evil. That's, yeah. that seems reasonable. Yeah. I want to be like God. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, and this is the thing. They were right, actually. They did learn, but they learned things that they never really wanted to. You know, they experienced the heartache they never should have known. Exactly. And the separation from God, God never wanted them to experience. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. So we were just talking before you went to that song about how 
Adam and Eve um, got into trouble with this pursuit of knowledge. So we're just really going to quickly go back to Genesis, Genesis chapter 3. Nice and at the start there. So Genesis chapter 3 verse, I think we, did we even talk about this verse yesterday? Chapter six, uh, 3 verse 6, sorry. Okay. So the woman was con- convinced yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. I find this a really fascinating verse that it go. Well, my version says desirable or it looks desirable to make one wise. Mm. Hmm. Yep, yeah. Do you want to say something? No, no, you go first. No, 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 it's all you. Because <laughs> this is a I'll tangent. Come back to it. This is a real tangent. Oh, no, go. I love tangents. Um, it, 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 like the fruit didn't actually give anything. It didn't give any wisdom, did it? No. It was It was simply like it was simply the action of mm. of disobeying God that, that that was – it was basically that was what the tree of – I don't know. <laughs> I probably shouldn't. <laughs> no, no, no. I see. I'm picking up what you're putting down though. Mm. Um. I don't actually know mm. for sure the answer to that question. I have kind of probably thought a very similar thing to what you're saying, though. I don't know if the Bible explicitly tells us. Like, yeah. was it the fruit itself or, yeah, was it the action, action of, of disobedience? Dis- yeah, yes. You know, I don't know. I don't think that it would have to be the fruit itself. Mm. Could have been. I don't know. Mm. But I, I totally get what you're saying, too. Mm. Um, I find this – I just – what I was going to say before was I find it interesting that it's – in the pursuit of I want to be wise, I want to be wise. I um, I love in is it First Corinthians thirteen? So the, you know the love chapter. People talk about it, they say <laughs> it at weddings. I just reckon it's the best chapter. Nothing to do with weddings. You know, it kind of starts with this idea of um, you know, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, you know, that verse particularly. It's like I could have the most eloquent speech. You know, I could. Sounds so nice, but if I don't have love, I've got nothing. Mm. I'm going to little add, this is just Minnie's own personal opinion, not in the Bible at all, but, you know, I could have all the knowledge. And if I don't have love, it's not like, is it really wisdom? Uh, is it, do you know what I mean? Like, is it? Yeah. Look, in my head, I was going to go down a rabbit hole. I won't. I'm coming back from it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. I like that. That's, that's. Hmm. people who have fallen or who have fallen into, I guess, false knowledge or whatever. It's like, I want, I want knowledge. I want knowledge. Whereas wanting to know God, I want mm. to know God. I want to know truth. Mm. You, you will find it. Ask and, yes, and you will you'll and receive, you'll receive, seek yeah. and you'll find. Um, whereas if you're, you have selfish intentions for your own self, um, that leads down a dark path. Yeah. So, no, I think what you were saying is it's very yeah. I think it's I I can see I see what you're saying. Hey, that's that one. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we're now gonna jump over to Second Timothy chapter four. So we should have kept our finger there. We were in First Timothy before, but that's okay. So we're gonna go Second Timothy chapter four, verse three to four or three and four. Okay. So for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to the sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Ooh, this verse. 
this verse. Do it again. <laughs> Say it again, Renee. Say, Say it again. again. <laughs> For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. Why? Because they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Ooh. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Sometimes it's not about, you know, finding truth. Sometimes it's 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 a denial of the truth. It's mm. to feel better. Oh, I don't like the, the feeling the truth gives me. Like, tell me something I want to hear. Uh, yeah. The truth hurts <laughs> too much. That's how it is. It's too confronting. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It requires, it costs me too much to change. Mm, oh, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a rebuke, though, isn't it? Because I think I can look at other people and go, man, you're not even willing to listen. Mm. What if that's me? You know, what if I'm that person sometimes? Because mm-hmm. you're right. Like, and I think we live in a time, particularly in, like, I'll say this culture, this society. Look, just using this example with social media. We know that the algorithms are designed to essentially keep us in the bubble, right? I'm going to feed you what you already think to get you more educated about just this one thing. Mm. Then when I interact with you and you think something different, my whole world has been telling me I'm right Mm. and your whole world has been telling you you're right, Mm -hmm. so we can't even communicate. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I'm just stuck in a, why don't you get it? Yeah. You're just a moron. You know, Like, I don't say this to people, but- it's very an insular look at something. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, I want to hear it. Tell me, tell me why I'm right. Yeah, yeah, we can agree with this. Mm-hmm. And more and more something I've seen, I don't know if you've experienced this, is people who are literally like saying, um, you know, I don't, I don't have time for your negativity in my life. Now, I'm not saying there aren't toxic people that we need to remove ourselves from, but I'm, I'm just witnessing a little bit that what, it's coming at the cost of is being able to be with people who can teach us more than just what we know. And challenge what yeah. you know. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And it's important. It's really important to be able to communicate and, and have conversations with people that you have different ideas yeah. and views with. Um, that's because like you said, it becomes so insular that what you think is right, you know. Yeah. It's not the it's it's you know, the Bible tells us <laughs> the truth is only in Jesus and God, so mm. and there's something I think the difference maybe between humanity and God. You know that verse, I can't remember where it's the, it's in the first chapter of Isaiah. And you know, it's it's kind of a whole look at them as a culture and society and kind of turning away from God. But the point I really love in it that God is going you're a mess, mm-hmm. you know, wash yourself, make yourselves clean, put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. He, he's done this whole thing being like, yeah, you, you guys, there is stuff going on that is not healthy. However, not discerning you, not disregarding you, come, let us reason together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, if this is a God who's willing to see that mess and go, no, 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 I'm not just casting you aside because of it. Yeah. Then who am I? to do that to you if you disagree with me, right? If I'm like, oh, they're just a bit useless. It doesn't make sense. That is not that is not the posture of Christ towards yeah. you. You know? Like, Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, preacher. <laughs> well, anyway, so, yeah, this, this week, um, I mean, sorry, not this week, today this has just been our study, just kind of looking at um, knowledge and wisdom and in our pursuit of education, it's a great thing, it's an important thing, but let's just kind of <laughs> – be wise yeah. <laughs> by the power of Jesus yes, yes. <laughs> um, to just, you know, test, test this knowledge, test where it's coming from and not just be, oh, they speak really well, they must be right or they don't speak well. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. 
positively different. So it is now come time for... Question of the day. Okay, and today's question is, why did Jesus wait to um, wait till Lazarus died to raise him? I mean, to heal him, sorry. Pretty interesting question, actually. <laughs> you know? <laughs> sure, we got you. So, but it's still basically, why did Jesus wait? <laughs> so like, maybe let's read a couple of verses. So we're going to John 11, which is where this story is. Um, look, we might even do a little bit of summarizing. But we'll go verse 1. John chapter 11. Ten. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, John 11 verse, verse 1. Verse 1. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. Okay. Uh, they sent to him saying that the one you love is sick in verse 3. In verse 4, when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So, plot twist. It says that he's not going to die. What does this mean, Renee? Um, not unto death. He won't experience, I guess, uh, the eternal death, like separation from God. Is that what it's referring to? Well, look, it seems to make sense to me. Like the context is that Jesus initially gives is this is about glorifying the Son of God. Mm. So whatever is going to happen, whether he lives or dies, this is all about glorifying him. Mm. Anyway, we go down the story. We see that he actually, in fact, does die. Um, he tells the disciples, yep, okay, we're going. I go to wake him up. He's sleeping. The disciples say, oh, if he's sleeping, he'll get better. He'll be fine. Verse 14. Do you want to read 14 and 15 for us? Yeah. So it says, um, so Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, dead, and for your sakes I am glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. Mm. The, the next verse says, then Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. So part of the reason he might have waited might have been he knows that people are plotting to kill him. Mm. He knows it's very close to the end of his time. The disciples know. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, if you go back there, they're going to kill you. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go that we die with you too. You know, this was actually a very real threat. Yeah. But there's something in this that Jesus is going, "Mm, there can still be glory here. I can still glorify God. You guys can still witness something of, I think, my heart for the people, right? Mm. Um. Then we see that they have this really interesting interaction. Jesus comes. He's been in the tomb for four days. He is well and truly dead. Mm-hmm. And I think this is also part of it, right, is if, if you're going like, to raise someone back to life and it's been like half an hour, you can be like, oh, they, they weren't really That's questionable. dead. Yeah. Nah, they were just unconscious. Mm-hmm. I don't know really much about death, but I'm, I'm imagining by a day you would kind of think the same, but maybe not. I don't know. After four days... That yeah. body is not in a great place. Yeah. And I, from what I understand, don't quote me on this because I might be slightly wrong, but I think it was a Jewish traditional belief of some sort that I guess, oh, how does it work? It's something to do with four days. It's not like the soul of – it's something like the soul of a man leaves you at that point. So we know from the Bible that a soul is kind of like um, when the breath and body are together, it makes a living soul. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, they kind of had this belief that – after three or four days, that's when that separated. And you really – there was no coming back from that. Yeah. So yeah. Do you, so in, in giving this time frame too, Jesus goes, you're going to know that I can resurrect. Mm-hmm. And this kind of leads into his resurrection, right? Mm. It's possible. Actually, yeah, this this uh, this occurred very close to Jesus' um, own 
uh, you know, crucifixion. So it kind of foreshadows in that sense. Yeah. Just rounding up that final thought just about, um, you know, why did Jesus wait? It was really about glorifying God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.